Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back and today I'm excited ladies and gentlemen I am talking to a great great friend uh, and a phenomenal spirit. Uh, she's known worldwide as the Rebel Bell. Uh, I know her as Tuck Self and uh, we're going to be talking today uh, with uh, the, the guru herself about what it takes to become a rebel bell. How are you, my dear? I am so friggin' fabulous. I love connecting with you. You know, we are good friends, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It's been quite a while now. I know. Well, it takes one to know one, right? That's right. That's right. So just look in that mirror whenever you say it, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, Always say great minds think alike. That's right. I, I am with a great mind today. Uh, ditto, ditto. And great minds hang out in the same uh, quantum field in the same database, so I'm loving it. I love being on your playground. <laughs> so, so Tuck, tell me about uh, a little bit about uh, your your background, uh, your childhood. Where are you originally from? Where were you born and raised? Well, you know, nobody will know where this is. And, you know, people continually confuse North and South Carolina, but I, I am Carolina I... that is the South. South Carolina, and I grew up in a very, very small town. Okay. Yeah, just a very small town, small southern town back in the early 50s. Wow. All right, cool, cool. Uh, what was family life uh, like for you? I loved my family, and I loved my family life. You know, I am one of these people, Philippe, that looks at things through rose-colored glasses. I was sharing with my sister the other day that in one of my counseling sessions a couple years back, I was just telling my story to the um, to the therapist, and she was weeping. And I was, I, I mean, I was like, "What the heck are you crying for?" And she said, "Your story is so sad." And I thought, "Well, hell, I didn't know it was that sad, because I feel like I had a great life. It was just that, you know, in that upbringing, my father left us when I was very young, mm. and um, I just made up somewhere in my psyche that I needed to be perfect, perfect to stay safe." I mean, to really be safe. And so I became the perfect little Southern Belle. I did. Mm. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. How, did that well, how old were you when your father left? I was probably about 13. And mm. um, prior to how that... How long were your parents married? Hmm? How long were your parents married? Oh, 20 years maybe, something like wow. that. And I'm number three, so I was the third you know, child out mm -hmm. of four. 
And, um, you know, it was, I think that was the problem. It was such a shock to me because I am just a happy-go-lucky free spirit looking for what's right in the world, and I always have been. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing my energy everywhere in full expression, either singing or dancing and moving. And one day I woke up and was told that my father was not coming home. He was an alcoholic, and he just was not coming back home, and that life was going to have to change and all this bountiful you know, environment that I had just was reveling in was going to have to change. And so on some level, you know, I I went into a total, you know, talk about going into that reptilian brain, into that state of survival. There was a part of me that said, i got to figure out how to survive. Wow. And so it trained, you know, all Southern women are trained to look pretty, to never speak unless, you know, they are given permission to speak, to dare not show up more powerful than the men around them. And I do live in the Bible Belt, for God's sake. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of that restrictive energy. And for a free spirit like mine, it was pure torture, I'm telling you. But I'm smart. I always say I'm a smart little, you know what. And I figured out how to navigate the facade. I knew Mm -hmm. when to turn it on, you know, when to not turn it on. I've always known, Philippe, there was a greater game. You know, I've always known there was a bigger way to play, that there are greater minds like yours out there to play with. I just couldn't get there because I was so in a box living the way, you know, I thought I was supposed to live. Mm -hmm. And then I go to college in the 70s when Jane Fonda and Gloria Steinem are burning their bras, right? Mm -hmm. So I have this upbringing of women who... You know, fry the bacon, you know, so that the man can man can bring home the bacon so she can fry it up in the pan. You know, that's what I was raised, you know, under. And then I go off to college where women are saying, oh, heck no, you know, we're meant to be free. We are powerful. You know, mm-hmm. we're here to find our place in the world. So it was kind of freaky. You know, the polarity of that energy was quite confusing, <laughs> especially to someone who's trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get it right. I went to an all-women's college in Spartanburg, South Carolina, that every woman in my family had gone to. So mm. it just kept continuing. And um, I met and married a guy who went to an all-men's college in the same town. And we started this fabulous little family that looked, I'm telling you, was just like it was supposed to look. You know, we had the house. And I know everybody has, probably has a story like this. You know, you, you get the possessions. You have the house. You have the car. You have the children. I had the stuff. You know, I had the, just had the stuff. And I was also working um, full, full time back mm-hmm. then because I thought that I was supposed to be a career woman. Um, it, if my choices were to be this, what, this is, a stiff stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. or a career woman that was, mm-hmm. like, doing some powerful stuff out in the world, I was going the route of the career woman. Mm-hmm. But that same, you know, yearning to play bigger, to do something different was still there. I've, I've called that my inner rebel bell, that inner voice, you know, that wanted to, to just speak. This is who Tuck is. Tuck doesn't want to do it this way. She doesn't want to do this. She wants to do it her way, and she wants to do it her way really, really big. Mm-hmm. That little voice was always there. And so I, I mentioned in my book, Philippe, that by the time I hit 40, I had a great career. I had a great family. I had a great everything. I, people said, oh, look at Tuck and Bruce. They have the perfect perfect family and the perfect life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after I quit work with Bruce's permission and stayed home 
and um, got my feet wet as a Ritzville Spring Valley housewife. <laughs> <laughs> then I started feeling guilty about it. So, you know, I think that's so typical for women sometimes mm. that, you know, we, we want to just be who we are. We want to break out. We want to, you know, play really big. And and those restrictions are there. And then once we get the opportunity to revel in that, that sense of guilt comes what in. Do you, what do you think that sense of guilt came What do you think the guilt came from? Um... I just don't think I was ever nurtured to take care of myself. I, mm -hmm. I don't believe I was ever nurtured to believe that my happiness and my well-being was the most important thing in the world. And even today when I say that, to, they really do look at me and say, you are so selfish. Mm. I really believe that if I'm happy, that if Mama's happy, if I am whole and complete taking care of myself and my energy, that the world around going to feel so safe with me and we can then play together and partner together but I don't believe that we're taught that it's okay to be full of the self there you go <laughs> full of the self I like that I like that yeah that's fascinating that is fascinating I think that's uh uh, I think that's worldwide in many different cultures and in and, and, and some facets and some aspects. That, yeah, uh, and I've, I've always been an individual that pushed the envelope. You know, I, I am so full of energy sometimes that I have to put myself in the tub so that I will stay still. I am just so excited to be on the planet that you know, I dip my hand in everything. If I look back over my life and career, Philippe, you know, many people have said, oh, good God, can you not stick to one thing? And yet I look at it and go, oh, my God, I've mastered that. Oh, my God, mm -hmm. look, I've mastered that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I've mastered that. That then allows me to bring all of that history to the table to work with people, um, you know, to really champion folks, I think, to be the highest ideal of who they came here to be. Mm -hmm. Isn't mm -hmm. that noble? <laughs> absolutely. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, you know, let's go back to... Um, you know, you're kind of breaking out, uh, discovering uh, Tuck, uh, uh, bringing Tuck out into the world, but you're you're feeling feeling guilty. So, how did that affect your marriage, your relationship, your your uh, your your nucleus of your family? Mm, I tell you, know, it took a while. The guilt part kind of was always there. It was like I'm a I go to one end of the spectrum and I totally take care of myself and I'm having a fabulous time and then I'd go to the other end and go, oh my God, who do you think you are? How dare you? How dare you have fun? How dare you not be there for everybody? Mm. Be there for your husband and be there for your kids. And I am a frigging powerful woman. I look back and say, what woman could work, you know, a full-time job while a husband traveled out of town and take care of two kids in a house and really support it. I mean, I've got two fabulous kids today. We did a great job. Women are powerful, I think, and our, their ability to multitask is amazing. Absolutely. But the ability to feel totally empowered within themselves to take care of themselves in doing that, I don't think is, is as easy. And mm -hmm. I don't know where the sabotage exactly came from, Philippe, but again, I said this in my book, that sense of freedom that I just let myself go with when I stopped that 20-year, it was 15, 16-year job um, to stay home and participate in Caleb and Jamie's life with scouts and dance. I mean, I was really a good mom. Mm -hmm. And 
like I mentioned in my book, I found myself in the middle of an affair. And even, I'll say over the past five years, it's been easier to be able to say that. Mm. There was such, it was it was six years of the most painstaking, grueling, get yourself, you know, hovering in a corner, do I kill myself? You know, how do I get myself out of this? To being the most transformative moment in my life because I got in touch with my feelings. I didn't believe prior to that time that you and I could have a different set of feelings. If you gave me your perspective. Walk me through that time. What was that that like? My gosh. (laughs) It was terrible because I grew up believing that women were 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 subservient. Women needed to stay in their place. Um, the the institute of marriage, and I don't disagree with this, so don't hear me say that the institution of marriage is totally sacred, um, and that going outside of that in any way, shape, or form is just unforgivable. Mm-hmm. That's the big word, unforgivable. And what I found for myself was my feelings had changed. And I had to ask myself, am I really a good person? Because my feelings have changed. I'm mm. not my feelings. There's a separate, there's, there's a separation there. I'm still a beautiful child of God. I'm still a beautiful spirit. And I have these feelings that have changed that caused me to do something that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to get there. And I believe that, you know, once I got that I was okay, <laughs> that I was okay. It was more for me fully taking responsibility for what I had created and owning up to that and empowering myself to to change that and transform it in a way that supported me, my children, and my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what, what did you come to? Was there uh, something that you picked up, something that you read? Uh, there was. Let me share it with you. Me too. <laughs> I, you know, I was a counselor junkie back then, again, because I'm really smart, and I don't know that the counselors called me on my sneakiness sometimes, because mm-hmm. I'm slippery, and I finally went to a woman who basically told me her, the truth. She said, you know, you're, you're a little junkie, you're looking for other people to get you out of this, you don't really want to change, and if you don't want to change and get yourself out of this, I don't want you to come back. Mm. And I thought long and hard about it. And in my energy, Philippe, I was done. I think we all know it's a, that point of surrender. Mm-hmm. I was really at the point of surrender. What else can I do other than shoot myself, which mm-hmm. I totally did not want to do. I love myself too much. Mm-hmm. So she instructed me to go and buy Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. It changed my life. I mean, on all levels, it changed my life. I can remember it. I brought the tape, the cassette home, put it in my ears, got my little notepad out, and when that man told me that I was a spiritual being here having a human experience, mm-hmm. and that I had enormous potential to be and do and have anything that I wanted, that I had a calling, me, I did something uniquely better than anybody else, and my job was, was to find that thing mm-hmm. and own it. And then find a job, a hobby, 
way of being service, a service, a way to contribute where I could be the spiritual, fabulous, juicy being that I am, doing what I love to do in service to others, that that was my reason for being on the planet, and that was success, and that was fulfillment, that so blew my skirt up. In fact, it ripped the ruffles right off my petticoat because <laughs> I had been taught that I needed to make straight A's, that I needed to be the perfect student, that I needed to be the perfect um, wife, I needed to be the perfect mother, that there were all these rules and regulations and roles that I was supposed to fulfill to be successful, even in work. And it was about them. Everything just had a freaking, you know, standard to it by which I was to be measured. This said, you know, your measure has everything to do with how authentic you live your life. That's freedom to me. That's why I say the Rebel Bell is about freedom, liberation, and bold self-expression. It's freedom to be me, to be, you know, God's love on earth, and to allow and align myself with the creators and throw that freaking door open so that we can manifest and co-create in ways that serve everybody, me, others, and God. Isn't that just wonderful? That's awesome. <laughs> that is totally awesome. So here you are with Deepak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are uh, uh, enlightened, uh, and uh, uh, you have this fire in the belly now mm-hmm. uh, to to be really your authentic self mm-hmm. uh, and to share that in the world. How did it come to... Uh, how did you make that transformation? Because I'm sure there were more things than you read than just Deepak at that point. You probably became a junkie of personal growth and development, such as myself. So, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I say I'm myself. Can't get of that. You know, you can't just hit it once. You know it. <laughs> you can't just hit that one time. You know. Uh, I tell you, that's how come you and I have great conversations. Um, Truly, truly. You know, I am a self-proclaimed personal growth enthusiast, and everything for me is a journey. And I believe that the initial piece for me was giving myself permission to slow down, truly, because I am an accomplished accomplished individual. Mm -hmm. I'm a doer. I can do anything. But am I doing it from a place of being driven to live up to expectations of others, or am I doing it from a place of feeling compelled from my heart so that I can be fulfilled and be of service in the process? So what I did was rather than going back into the field of accounting, which was where my history was, mm-hmm. and you know making big bucks and da-da-da-da-da, being under pressure, I went to work as a fitness director in a local health club. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was making, I think, $5 an hour. Mm. But the freedom and the liberation that I had to be me to create relationships with amazing people that were coming in who thought they wanted to restructure their bodies when truthfully they wanted to restructure their lives and to be able to work with them from that aspect I was a coach back then, and I just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, the freedom to support my children and to raise them and to participate in their life without the pressure of work, again, that was part of the journey. And while doing that, someone introduced me to a network marketing company called NECAN, mm-hmm. an international health and wellness company, and I totally got bitten by the the, that bug, I'll say, by the high-minded people that are attracted to that way of doing business who are looking for what's right and 
the individual that supported all of the distributors or members of that company was Bob Proctor at the time, and this was back in 1998. Mm-hmm. So I trained and mentored with Bob Proctor way back when, mm-hmm. and the things he told me about, you know, the mind and how it worked, the conscious and the subconscious mind, just floated my friggin' boat. And sure. That started it. You know, it was Deepak, and then it was Bob. And from that point forward, you know, I believe that when we immerse ourselves in the truth of who we are and we are willing to push that envelope and we have the intention and the willingness to be the best that we can be, the universe just, like, will gobsmack us with stuff. And so everything, books, people, workshops, communities have come to me since then, which is what happened with the coaching arena. You know, Dr. Carol McCall from the Institute of um, Global Listening and Communication, who is a master herself in the area of listening and communication. Mm-hmm. I played around in her arena for, for seven years learning to listen as a coach. And you know, the, the books and the people and the minds that I – it's when I met you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like attraction at its best. I say one of my seven revolutious steps – is when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. And a brilliant, brilliant mentor of mine once said to me <laughs> that whenever these teachers appear, please know that you on some level have attracted this person into your life, that they're out there, but it's only because you're at a level where you're ready to hear this. Mm-hmm. Said to yourself, do you remember the mentor that said that to me? No, who was that? It was Philippe Matthews. I said that? <laughs> You did. I might have had some scotch in me at the time. I was just saying, I uh, well, I didn't know I was that enlightened. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant because what it says to me, what it confirms to me, which I think is vitally important while we're on this journey of life, is that I am a manifester and that if yeah. I observe and I look for it, I will see the fabulous you know, people, events, and circumstances that I attract into my life, and I'm doing it. Absolutely. I'm doing it. Well, as they say in the law of attraction, you're always attracting. You're always consciously mm-hmm. creating, co-creating your reality. And it is only the fact that you are able to recognize something that it tells you that you are equal to that what you are observing. Yes. Otherwise, you could not see it. Uh, you would it, it would turn your stomach. You would say, oh, I don't like that. Oh, the, it, it, it just wouldn't work. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you are a brilliant, brilliant mind and a brilliant student uh, of personal growth and, and development and spiritual revolution. So, yeah, and you know what's so interesting? Even as I listen to you say what you're saying right now, what I have learned, and I think Bob Proctor said this a long time ago, I can hear things many, many times. And I can intuit it and interpret it a certain way. And I may hear it again five years later. And I'm mm-hmm. going to hear something so totally different. Mm-hmm. What, you're, what you just said is so intricate. It's so surreal. It's so subtle. And it's so powerful mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. You know, us living authentically, becoming who we really came here to be in its highest ideal, making the grandest of contributions, playing with one another. It's 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 so subtle, Philippe, that sometimes I think we miss it. And so I'm well, inspired uh, by people like me and you who just keep, you know, the intention and the willingness to play the game and to empower and inspire sure. others. Sure. To play yeah. with us. Yeah. Well, I think it's because uh, we are constantly fighting our duality, uh, mm. and we somehow keep trying to fight for 
separation where there is no separation. So when we hear that the very thing that we are seeking is seeking us and the very thing that we see is looking back at us, we are like, wow, that's amazing when it really because that's just the way it's supposed to be, but it's because we're fighting for that separation, that duality, uh, that we we look at it with the wow factor when, in fact, it's just uh, power for the course. Mm. You know, and I don't want to say this word because there's so much of your work around around this word, but when I lean into what we're saying, it really does give me hope. It gives me hope. It gives me hope in, in humanity. You know, I'm just so inspired by who we are. I'm so inspired that we have all chosen to come here and play this game and to overcome our fears, to evolve ourselves into you know, the highest aspects of the Creator that we can and to do it with fun, for God's sakes. And Absolutely. Bountifulness, Absolutely. yeah. And you know, to make the transformation and the learning part of it fun. Absolutely. So tell me about, uh, speaking on that, tell me about a juicy, joyful life and uh, how you became uh, uh, an author of this uh, phenomenal piece of work. Well, you know, it is synchronicity at its finest, I believe, because since about 2005, the Rebel Bell has been saying ad nauseum, you know, really, I want you to squeeze as much juice and joy from your life as you possibly can and do it with passion, purpose, and boatloads of play. I mean, I've been saying that. And along the way, I was writing my book, The Revolution, The Seven Steps for um, Seven Revolution Steps for Women to Freedom, Liberation, and Bold Self-Expression. And I was looking at how I was going to have that written, edited, marketed, and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so my mind, I was already in that field playing with those energies and having those thoughts, right? I got a phone call from a delightful woman named Linda Joy. Uh, um, in fact, a friend of mine referred me to her for my radio show, and she actually said this might be a very interesting woman for you to interview because she has an incredible story. So as I talked to her, she said, oh, you might be interested in this book I'm getting ready to compile called The Juicy, Joyful Life. And it was it was just one of those you know those epiphany moments, Philippe, mm-hmm. where I said, okay, this is this is this you know my path being guided. This is where I'm you know I'm to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I contributed a story and went through my typical um, ego chatter while writing the story. I'm not good enough. Who's going to worry about me? You know, I'm with. 40 other women, they're all better, you know, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But I did what I love to do, which is just sit down at my computer and write creatively and laugh at myself and my history. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, they put me in as the leading story in the book. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fabulous? It is fabulous. Yeah. It's a beautiful book, and what I love about what Linda did, in addition to 41 women really sharing their heart, their soul, unzipping themselves right down the middle and letting everybody see what's internal, you know, and using their life lessons as transformational experiences to, you know, live a juicy, joyful and empowered life. Hmm. Um I forgot I've just lost my train. You're talking about the book and uh what a juicy, joyful life is about, what people are going to receive from it. Yes, thank you. 
Thank You're welcome. So in, this, in, in these 41 delightful, juicy stories, what she did that was brilliant was at the end of each story, she actually has provocative questions to have mm-hmm. you contemplate the experience that that woman went through, which I think mm-hmm. is really, really interesting and uh, very different. And so many women and um, groups have been using the book as like for their book clubs mm-hmm. um, and as study, study guides to empower them, to give themselves permission to to own their voice, to trust their power, and to boldly express themselves in the world full out and on their terms. Incredible. I absolutely love the book. I think it's a book that men we need to read as well, especially, the, as you said, the, the questions at the end of each chapter or, or installment, uh, I think is brilliant because it really – gives one ownership uh, of what they just read. Mm-hmm, I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. There's, there's something in every story that I believe everyone can identify with and go, sure, mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So talk to me now about, you know, you've got, your, you've got the book, but you also have uh, what I consider to be a very unique uh, coaching method and methodology uh, and how did you discover, recover, rediscover uh, human design uh, and, and incorporating that into uh, your unique style of coaching and what people receive from that? That's so interesting. Well, um, I'll, I'll add to that too, Philippe. I, I sat down a couple of years back and asked myself, you know, what was that process that I went through during that huge transformation of mine? What were the steps? What were the things that were really important and helpful and supportive to me in leaving my marriage not on ne- um, regretful grounds, mm-hmm. but where everything was revealed, truth was told, everyone was healed, and on the other side, we all are doing really well together. And that's where I've come up with these seven revelicious steps to freedom, liberation, and bold self-expression, mm-hmm. which I think are, 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 are rich and crucial and vital to all of us all the time because we never, it, you know, life's a journey. I'm a work in progress. I don't know that I'll ever get there. So I'm always cycling through these steps to own my power, to liberate my fears, to claim that passion and talent that I have to feel it, to align with it, to boldly go and ask for what I want, and then mentor with the people that can support my journey, and then friggin' lighten up and have fun. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a quick hit on the seven steps. What I believe really brings juice to those steps is the human energy design, because what I've discovered in the now seven-plus, maybe eight years that I have worked with this system for myself, my family, my children, my husband, my best friends and my siblings and my coworkers at times, it has stayed the course. I believe it's a system that is the most revolutionary for this 21st century because it is an imprinting of your DNA. It's mm-hmm. a snapshot of your DNA imprinting and the genetic energy and codons that you decided you wanted to have activated to... Um, empower and express while you're here. And my experience when people get their, in quotes, reading, if you want to call it, I call it more of a coaching and empowering session. 
my my sense and my feedback and my interactions with people is that they feel heard, they feel verified, they feel affirmed. Parts of them that they have hidden because other people thought it was too much or because they thought it was too much really is the power of who they came here to be. And mm-hmm. the parts of their chart where they are open to conditioning from others is really where they're living from, and you can see it. You can see that on your chart. And so partnered with the communication of what that chart means to the individual, partnered with the their listening of it from the tonality, and I'm going to even say a frequency standpoint, I think hits all dimensions again. Intellectually, they hear it and they can get it mentally. Emotionally, they're, they're, they're feeling it on some level. And then I believe spiritually it taps into the cells of your body because it is the imprinting in every, every cell of your body anyway. So it starts that rhythm and that pattern and begins to move and people just become who they already are more mm-hmm. so than they've been. Was that too esoteric? No, I, well, not for me because I think there is something to um, taking uh, what you have treated as a one-dimensional life and looking at it in 3D and putting it outside of your body, looking down at it, reading it, and seeing it, mm-hmm. that I, I think has, has you know, uh, spiritual powers uh, and, and energy and awakening and awareness and you know, uh, it, it, I think it's very powerful to read something and to to uh, verbalize something that uh, you you know can't necessarily see without going through the process. Mm-hmm. And you know, to me, it's Myers Briggs on steroids. It truly is. It, <laughs> it, it it gives the gift to every individual that knows what their design is a strategy, a simple, unique, one way of making choices in their life. And choices, I mean, we're always responding, we're always making choices, and then we're always judging and evaluating those choices. So what if you were given a strategy for making those decisions and you never had to doubt or guilt or doom or gloom yourself ever again because you knew you were living a strategy that was in alignment with who you are, in alignment with who the Creator is. That's pretty, that's a powerful statement. Absolutely, because Mm -hmm. most of us are always asking the question, who am I and why am I here? Mm -hmm. And when we find that answer, uh, you know, we're blessed. uh, People are blessed to be able to say, I have found that answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Authentically. Yeah, and it, it, it really allows you to see how energies influence you, how, how you take your energies influence others, and how others' energy influences you. For example, you know, Larry and me, seriously, <laughs> my, my husband of, what, since March, but my partner for the past 13 years, I'm clear, we wouldn't still be together. Human design has been a tremendous support for our relationship because I'm an emotional being and he is an ego being, which means he's more, you know, the willpower is stronger for him. My, mm-hmm. my emotions are stronger. And we're both open in our charts in those respective places with one another. And so I can just go off the cuff emotionally. He's going to take that in and amplify it, come back to me with, you know, willpower and ego, which I'm going to take in and amplify and go back harder with him. But today we can sit there and laugh about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for parents and kids, for coworkers, you know, everybody in the workplace, 
even even with you and the your team of people, everybody has a specific way that they do things um, in a in a way that's that is is skillful and talented for them. It's their genius. I'll say it that way. So some people are meant to start things. Some people are meant to finish things. Some people are meant to be visionary. Some people are meant to be analytical. Mm-hmm. And when you understand your design, you get really clear. Like I'm clear. I'm here to empower myself and others into a new direction. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen to others and and listen on a deep level to what they're telling me and to take those patterns and reveal something back to them about what that means for them so that they can feel empowered to move forward. I mean, I, I get all that in, in my chart. And I'm here. I'm here to share my emotions with the world and to Absolutely. express myself boldly. Yeah. Speaking of which, how does one get in contact with you? What is your web address? It is www.therebelbell.com, and that is spelled... T H E R E B E L B E L L E. And I am totally open to a phone call. My little southern number is 803-736-9240. Fantastic. So people can actually call you and oh, schedule a consultation with you and to 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 uh have have a uh, uh, their own personal human uh energy design chart uh yeah. created. Yeah, How did you yeah. discover this? How did you come about this uh, over the years? How well, it's, you... it's quite interesting because there are five types in human energy design. You and I happen to share the same type, which, again, is how come we get along so well. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> there's the pure manifestor, the manifesting generator, the generator, the projector, and the reflector. And even you and I are energy types. We're here to generate and we're here to manifest. And that's mm-hmm. obvious. Look at us, right? We're all over the place. And we do it beautifully. Projectors are here to guide and direct the energies of all the other types. They don't generate and work the way that we do. My sister, who is a projector, introduced me, guided me toward this system years ago because she was using it as a parenting coach. Mm. And I'm telling you, when I heard that my authority and how I choose to raise my hand to respond and do something or not, are my emotions, and remember the story about me and the divorce, mm-hmm. you know, and the affair and the emotions, that everything about my life is about how I feel, what my mood is like. Now, that's just my chart. It was freedom, Philippe, because people have told me to shut up, sit down, be quiet, don't be so emotional, you can't feel that way all my life, and it was just pure freedom for me, mm-hmm. pure freedom. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't let it go, and then I had to, you know, I share everything that I love with everybody, Right. So I've been sharing it since 2003, and it stays true to what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it it gloves to, it fits so beautifully into Bruce Lipton's work, Greg Braden's work, your work, Deepak Chopra's work, Ramtha's work, um, Joe Dispenza. You know, it you can fit it into every modality of teaching. It's beautiful. Fantastic. Well, you know I love it, and uh, we'll be supporting it more and more. And once again, uh, give that web address of how people can get in contact with you and your phone number. It's www.therebelbell.com, T-H-E-R-E-B-E-L-B-E-L-L-E.com. And my telephone number is 803 736 
888-888-9240. And the email address, Philippe, is tuckattherebelbell.com. Super. You yeah. know, I can honestly say this and sincerely say this, and that is uh, our, we already know, based upon listening uh, to your story and to your passion, uh, that the world is a better place uh, because you showed up this way in this time. But I have to personally say that uh, I am uh, a better person and exceptionally blessed uh, that you showed up in my life and that we get to share these wonderful, wonderful moments of, of uh, uh, conversation and, and, mm-hmm. and Deepak would say non-locality. Uh, <laughs> we're talking on the telephone, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, just after a conversation with you, I am just so geek, so psyched, so pumped, so stoked. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, when you're, you know, the car is on E, uh, and you fill it up, you know, you go to the gas station, you fill it up full, and it just starts to hum, you know, and you're ready to go those next, you know, 100 miles. So that's who you are to me in my life, sweetheart, and I am just blessed and honored that uh, you showed up and remain uh, a, a really, really great, great friend and contributor to my life. Oh, I'm taking that in. I'm letting it blow my skirt up right over my head. <laughs> you know, you are you are one of my one of my peeps. I mean, you are just one of my peeps. I'm telling you, I carry you around in my car, and it doesn't get any better than that, Philippe. It doesn't get any better than that. I have to tell my sweetheart all the time, like, look, Chuck is carrying me around in her car, so just don't be upset about it. All right, we just got this thing going on, you know. It's, it's a true. spiritual thing, you know. So uh, I love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for sharing life with me today on the show and talking with me and, and enlightening our listeners. And guess what? I want you to come back. Well, you know, if, you, if you're waiting on me to say yes, you're backing up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Chuck. You know, you're the greatest. Thank you. I love you, too, and I am just so appreciative of this time with you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. God bless, my dear. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.